It is the Chicagoverse Unlimited podcast, featuring interviews with the premier artists and industry in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast at DynastyPodcast.com. This week, Aubin Beth and Chris Maget of Faraday. Here's how that sounds. I'm Black here at Dynasty Podcast headquarters, and I'm here with Chris and Aubin from Faraday. How are you guys doing today? Good. How are you doing? Good, man. Good, good, good. Doing awesome. Yeah. Uh, thank you, guys, for coming out. Um, Aubin, we've had you on the podcast before, but actually not for Faraday. So this is really the first like Faraday interview on Dynasty Podcast, and it is so overdue and I'm so glad we're doing it right now. Thank you so much for taking the time and coming on up here tonight. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. It's so weird. I feel like we've known each other for all these years and I know and technically breaking Right. Yeah, breaking the ground. It's it's like the beauty of social media. Like you feel like you know people before you meet them. You feel like you know them if you've met them once or like you just you talk online enough, you see their updates, you see their statuses and you're just like, Oh yeah, I know that person and sometimes you literally forget like, Oh I've never met that person or like I haven't seen them in two years. It's weird. You just always feel connected. Well, I think that you and I are exceptionally present, <laughs> which is a really nice way to put it. And that we're <laughs> always on social media. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And talk about Lost and cats. And, yeah. <laughs> what else is important? I'm not right, sure. Right, <laughs> exactly. Um, but in addition to cats being awesome, there is a new Faraday. It's all we talked about before the mic was on. Uh, there's a new Faraday album. It's called Where I Belong, and that just came out in the last couple weeks, end of December or beginning of January? Yeah, what? December 19th was actually our release date yeah. and so yeah it's just been over a month now wow uh, how has it been since the album's been out since people have been able to hear it um well that's a two-part question for us it's been incredibly relieving we went so hard to finish that thing up and we were just near our breaking points and so to have that done and to be able to relax and enjoy it and listen to it has been amazing and then uh, the reception has been beyond what we could have asked for i mean everyone's just saying the nicest things and everyone is just been so supportive and getting into detail about what songs they like, what lyrics received them, even people coming out of the woodwork that, you know, like I haven't talked to in years that we haven't talked to in years or perhaps didn't know. It's just been really awesome and and gratifying and it feels good to have put so much work into something and then have people feel as passionately about it as you do. No, it's awesome. It it really looks like there's been a lot of reception around this and this is the debut full length right this is the first album correct yeah we've done a bunch of eps in this band and then all of our previous bands have done eps but none of us in any of our 10 years being in bands has ever done one so this was this was a big one for us why was this the time to do a full length when it's a challenging time for like full records for longer listens versus you know now being an easier time i think for putting out like a one or two or three song release? Um, I mean, I think well, part of it was that we've all been going at this so long and after you release EP after EP, you only get to say so much right. in that short EP. It's like, well, you have to have like the token upbeat song, the token ballad, and then a couple, you know, songs that kind of all sound the same. Um, but having a full length really gets to express uh, what you want to say lyrically and kind of shows a more diverse palette of you know, what kind of musical influences you have. So this was kind of something that we selfishly wanted to do for ourselves to just kind of tell the story of what we've gone through, especially over the last year and really give people an idea of what Faraday actually is, not just a sampler. Yeah. And I think that that's the nice thing is that this really provides 
a like long form definitive answer of who is Faraday, what do they sound like, what do they stand for, all those kind of things that you're right. It's, a, it's much harder to get an impression for over the course of one or two songs. Right, and I think like even just as a band going through that whole self-discovery trip, um, doing an EP, it's like, yeah, you're just giving people a taste of what you sound like, but you're also just kind of figuring that out on your own. And even in doing this full length, it's like the first half of the songs that we did were so much different than the back half. And so it's like, you get to go through that whole experience yourself as a bunch of musicians. And so, I don't know, it was, it was a cool experience for us as well. You know, so this, you know, doing this album like this, it's definitely letting people know who you guys are, but what did you guys discover about who, you know, like yourselves discover about who you are in making kind of a longer statement like this, making an album and, you know, putting something longer, more definitive like this together? Um, well, if you like go through the back catalog of Faraday, we've gone through a lot of evolution. So when we became a band at first, it was more just like, you know, rock, raw kind of sound. And all of us have so many influences. So we all just were just making this amalgamation of all of those influences, but kind of aimlessly. We weren't really sure what we were going for. Um, and then we kind of went down this path where we were trying to be more top 40 pop music. Um, and it was all based on influences that were external from our band. It wasn't, we never felt like we were really bringing out who we were. As weren't there like some covers? Or am yeah. I imagining that? No, we did, well, we did like a Katy Perry cover. That that's like, what, I thought that's what it was, yeah. Yeah, we did like a video for it and stuff. And God, that, that song will never die for us. It was a Cali Girl matched up with uh, TikTok by Kasha. That's right, yeah. There was a little Britney shout out toward the end. Yeah, so that was, I mean, that was a fun one, and we did, that was kind of on our own. We just wanted to do a pop-punk interpretation of some Top 40 music, but even like, we did some songs with Mark McCloskey a couple years ago, and that was kind of, we were trying to do some self-discovery, maybe do this Top 40 route, and do what was on the radio, and it's like, you get to this point in your life when you've been doing music for so long, and you're like, God, what I've been doing, it just isn't getting the reception that we're looking for, you know, what should we do? And you just kind of turn to authorities in the industry and, and ask them to tell you. And I think that Mark and a lot of people that we were working with at the time did their best to really listen to what we had to offer and say, well, here's what we think you should do. But at the end of the day, I think in doing this full length, we really figured out that like the most successful bands or at least the most gratified bands are the ones that figure out what they should sound like on their own. And it does take perhaps now going on four years to to get to that point, it's not overnight, but we're so glad that we did because we've arrived at this pop punk, you know, 10 year ago, early 2000s influenced sound that is so genuine and true to all of our influences and, and who we want to be. So I think now we're making music that all of us can stand for and all of us can be proud of and show our friends and family and fans without feeling that it was a result of somebody else's opinion. And now, you know, you guys really know definitively who Faraday is, yeah. I feel like, right? Absolutely. I think, you know, like I said, sometimes it takes a few years, but um, it's been good to go through a lot of trial and error. And even when you, <clears throat> when you write a song and you record it and it can feel so great in the studio and it can feel so great listening back, but getting on stage and performing it, I think is the true test of if that's a song that you can live with and love for a long time. And so doing this full length, it took a long time. It took a year, a little over a year to compose and produce and all that. 
but it gave us so much time to test out so many of these songs at shows and see what people liked. And there's a lot of songs that we wrote that didn't make the album that after we played them a few times at practice or even on stage, just didn't translate the way that we thought it would in our head. So to have the time to let this curate has been really rewarding in figuring out who Faraday finally is. Yeah. You know, now that the album is out, now that the Kickstarter, which we're going to talk about in a moment, you know, the Kickstarter is over, the album is out, you're finally at this place you've been working towards for so long, and you guys have done so much work to get here. What doors are open as a result of all these things? You know, we're like, oh, you have the album out now, you can do this. The Kickstarter is over where we can finally do this. Right. Well, the biggest thing that we're doing is finally going on a legit tour. So we've only done, you know, weekends here, extended little trips there, but um, we're going on tour for 18 days, the end of February into March with The Promise Hero from Cleveland. And so that's something that I think all of us have wanted to do for a really long time, but we never felt that we had the material to back it up. And so it's like, if you get on stage, like I was saying, we've gone through all these different iterations of this band and sounds. So it's like you go on stage with like five songs from this EP that's like rock and then two songs from this EP that's like super dance And then you're rock. like you guys we only have four Katy Perry covers that won't cover an hour. <laughs> oh god and they still request it right? <laughs> and so I mean yeah so it's just kind of like we never really felt like we had the material so it's like as much as you want to rock out and believe in what you're doing on stage the people have to believe it too so I think <clears throat> Finally having this full length, we're actually like cutting songs from that album to do in our set and they all sound cohesive and they're all songs we love and they're pretty fresh in our minds. So yeah, that's definitely opened that door. Um, and just like having enough content to just perform is such a relief. It's like every time in the past we've recorded an EP or like a limited release, it's just like, okay, well, We've had two months and those two songs have been released, so now what? We need to like, what, write more and record more and then it's just this like vicious cycle. So now we've got like these 11 songs and we did this Get Up Kids cover that we just released in December as well nice. with Pacific Ridge. Yeah, so it's like we've got 12 songs, 12 months ahead of us this year, so we're right now in the middle of a song a month campaign. And so every month we're featuring a different song from the album and from the comp we did with Pacific Ridge. and really excited to just be able to do music videos and like let people get to know our album on an intimate level and not just have to worry about like oh my god we've gone through the shelf life of these two songs we got it. it's kind of like going grocery shopping for the month and you're like you guys we don't have to hit jewel again for like four more weeks right. we're set and we can focus on other stuff right now exactly that's such a good such a good way to put it see yeah so creative <laughs> um now let's talk about the kickstarter campaign because you guys did a kickstarter campaign for this album, you know, and that's a platform that works really well for some artists. For other artists, it, it just does not translate. And I saw you guys were trying to reach about, I want to say like what, like seven thousand some dollars, and yeah. then you ended up with like ten thousand yeah. somewhere in the neighborhood. Is that? Yeah, we our original goal was seventy five hundred, which um, it was tough to pick a goal to ask people to support sure. you with because I mean that wasn't close to what we needed. I mean it was close to what we need, but it wasn't what we needed to do the full album. But it's like, you know, you get caught in this little catch-22 where you're like, well, how much of this is going to be an out-of-pocket expense? And how much of this is something that we can, you know, count on people to help us out with? And this is such a weird day and age where there's so little independent label funding, even major label funding. I mean, yeah. there's so... 
think the industry now has a new standard of expecting bands to be, and artists as a whole, not just musicians, to be completely self-sufficient. Yeah. And unfortunately, we don't have silver spoons in our mouths, and we all work full-time jobs and have college debts and car notes and rent and whatever. So it's just been, it was a challenge to come to the conclusion to even do a Kickstarter in the first place, and we tried a lot of different avenues before going down that road. But like I said, it's it was just like, well, if this album's going to be made, we're going to have to rely on the help of our friends and family and fans. And it was kind of a testament to that we should make this album, to be honest, because, you know, when you go in there and you ask for that amount of money, I mean, $7,500 is so much. And to see not only us hit that goal, but like far surpass it is like, well, shit, this album better be amazing. It just like gave us that extra kick in the ass that we needed, you know, it was like, we were going to make the full length for sure, but at that point it was just the six of us, and then when, like, hundreds, literally hundreds of people got behind us with their wallets to say, no, we want to be a part of this too, it was like, I don't know, we weren't just doing it for ourselves anymore, we were doing it for everyone. When that, something like that happens, when you have, like, hundreds of people who pledge over $10,000 to support the music and your art and your words and your, and your melodies and all that, or, you know, like, when you do a show and you see all these people who turn out you know, like, like, at least for me, when I'm creating things, putting them on the internet, sometimes it can feel like, I don't know if anyone's hearing this. And then someone will come up to you on the street, or like you talk to someone at like a venue or something like that, and they're like, oh, that interview you did with so and so, and you said this, and it's like, oh shit, people hear this. Like, did that kind of, was it that kind of moment where you're like, oh my god, people really actually genuinely are supporting us, or, or did you already know that? No, you, I mean, I don't want to speak for my bandmates, but I think, I, I think it's safe to say that we all did not know that. I mean, we all, like, are, in some respects, humble to a fault, in other respects not, but <laughs> in the respect of um, how we think the public views our music, it's, we're all very humble about that, because none of us have ever seen like any kind of medium or large scale success and we just keep plugging away and it's like you get to this point where you think that people are showing up just because we're nice or just because we they're just being polite it. right it's like well I tweeted about it 10 times today so they're probably just like shut up I'll come to your show so you know you never know and, and people don't do that by the way I know it's like sometimes your mind can make you think that no one comes to a show and pays for a ticket to be polite where it's just like oh you guys we have to go to the we have to go to Shubas or tonight just to like you know just because like we don't want to that doesn't happen not anymore it doesn't not anymore it doesn't yeah when everything <laughs> people have to be it for free yeah just say you want yeah i mean yeah. rsvp to that facebook event it looks mm-hmm. like you did sure. um yeah i mean but still you you still wonder if people are just supporting you because they're your family or they're your friends or you know they bought a shirt one time and they're like yeah yeah i like that shirt. you never know so it's like to see that many people get behind you and like rally behind your album and your cause and fighting the good fight after all these years. It was, like, so inspiring. And so, yeah, I think it it lit a fire under all of us to try and make the best product possible. You know, I was just telling this to Mike Golden and friends who were here um, for the interview before you guys, and I'll say it again for this interview. I don't book anybody whose music I don't enjoy, who I don't appreciate as people, appreciate their art. I love the album. I think it's a fantastic listen, and I think it 
shows so much dedication without um, copying the spirit of like pop punk that has happened in Chicago before. Because Chicago is such a historic pop punk, you know, city. You got Alkaline Trio, you got the Lawrence Arms, who someone could argue like not as pop, but like you know, Fall Out Boy, Academy is, Plain White Tees. Everybody knows the list goes on, and you guys are absolutely carrying on that tradition while still bringing something new to the mix. So uh, I think it's a great listen, and it's called Where I Belong. It's a new album from Faraday. Where can people find out about it more and listen to it and buy it and all that stuff? You want to answer that? Question, Chris? <laughs> <clears throat> uh, sure. Uh, well, you can get it at on Bandcamp, Faraday.Bandcamp.com. You can pick up the CD, which has some awesome artwork that um, our friend Chris Regalado did. Um, we put a lot into that too. You know, with how much we were already putting into the record. You know, we, if we're gonna press it, you know, the artwork has to be awesome. Nick designed it as well, does all the merch designs and all that. So that's at heyfairty.com/merch. You can listen to it on Spotify. Get grab it on iTunes, the new Google Play. That's yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beats Music's um, soon. I like it. Days, that's the place to be. So <laughs> tying that up too. Same with RDO. So pretty much everywhere. YouTube. Yeah, man. You guys, you guys are all over it. Social media, man. Like you guys are all on top of social media. And and also worth noting, Faraday with two R's. Yeah. F-A-R-R-A-D-A-Y. So awesome, man. Uh, Chris and Aubin from Faraday. Long overdue. Thank you so much for coming up and taking the time to talk about the album. I'm a big fan, and I can't wait to get out and see it live, you know, in the summer somewhere in Chicago. And if I don't get a chance to do that, we're going to have to bring you guys in, like do a little acoustic session up here or something like that. Absolutely. We'd love to do that. And just so everyone knows, on March 1st, we are doing our Chicago stop on the tour. So we'll be at Dirty Nellies in Palatine with Lucky Boys Confusion. Oh, dude, that's like a no-brainer. Right? That's like one of my biggest influences as a kid. We've played with them so many times. It's always like our best show of the year when we play with Lucky Boys. Everyone comes out. We have such a good time. So definitely come. Stoopy's a character. Right? I love that dude. (laughs) Yeah. um, I love it. Faraday, Where I Belong. It's the debut full-length album. It's available really like absolutely everywhere. Anywhere you could discover music online. Chris and Aubin, thank you guys so much for taking the time. Thank you. This has been the Chicagoverse Unlimited Podcast. Thanks to Aubin Beth and Chris Maget of Faraday for being on the show this week. You can find more Dynasty podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.